You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here's your host, James Marshall. Today I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to lay in my bed. Podcast number 22, clear the clutter and get organized. I don't know about you, but I have a constant problem with clutter and holding on to documents longer than I need to. But with that said, I want to tell you that it is very important, very important that you clear the clutter and organize your stuff. Clutter is the most effective killer of creativity and productivity. You need to clear the clutter and position yourself for forward movement and wealth building. You want to practice what's called the one-touch rule. Once you touch a piece of paper, make a decision about it right then and there. And there are only three options, really. Act on it, file it, shred it. Act on it, file it, shred it. But before we get into the concept of clearing clutter and getting organized, let's take a look at our financial letter of the week. This week, the letter is T, and T is for the time value of money. Now, the time value of money is the idea that a dollar today is worth more than a dollar in the future because the dollar received today can earn interest over time up until the time the future dollar is received. So burden has been two in a bush. But if you invest that burden hand, it might be worth three or four in a bush. Keep that in mind. The time value of money. Just remember, time is money and money can save you time. So don't waste time searching through clutter to get things done. Now, let's talk to an organizing expert about what steps you can take right now to clear the clutter. Okay, here with Crystal. Hey, Crystal, what's the name of your um, organizing company? It's She Organizes. Well, Crystal, okay, well, listen, I, I think we may have discussed this before, but just to be on the safe side, based on the fact that everyone is at home uh, self-quarantining because of the coronavirus, what better to do than to clear the clutter and get organized? Because when you have a clutter-free environment and a decluttered mind, you can think clearly. So in doing that, you can start filing and archiving your financial documents and all the important stuff going back about 10 years. But you specialize in decluttering and organizing. So talk about what a person can do now while they're at home, sheltering in place or self-quarantining to take advantage of this thing. Well, as you stated, Mr. Marshall, this is a great time to start decluttering because you're going to be in your home and you want it to be as comfortable as possible for you and your family during these times. So I would I would want to start off first I say with your paper documents, due to this also being a tax season, 
um, it would be great for a person to go in and first start create a file for their 2020 um, tax documents. When the tax season comes around next year, they'll be prepared. And then I would advise for people to go online and create a retention schedule for themselves. For example, if they would go to the Bank of America website and also State Farm website, they have a list of documents and how long you should keep them. And a person can go through their files and start you know, uh, purging documents that are not necessary. Maybe put shred them at your home or either you can put them in a bag or a box until all of this clears and to where you can take it to a shredding facility. A1 Shredding is a great company to use. And uh, with the documents that you're going to keep, just continue to keep them um, in, in a file. And I would also recommend creating, if you have a label maker, creating a label that gives you the, the time, the retention time to how long you should keep those particular files. So you'll know when you go into them, you'll just start, you know, reorganizing, sorting and taking things out. And it'll be easier to keep track of the documents you need to have, the documents you need to discard, and also the documents that you need to take action on for, um, you know, going forward. And you won't have to do this major um, decluttering or purging of documents. Okay. When you talk about the, the files and the paper, what, what type of uh, tools or equipment does a person need to effectively do this? Do they have to run out and get a certain kind of storage bin or something like this? Or, or can it issue simple things to, to accomplish this? Well, there probably are really simple things that you can use that you have around the house. Um, let's see. Let me think of something. Because my clients, they, they typically have file cabinets, like office file cabinets in their mm -hmm. homes because they have offices. Uh, or you can also use certain types of storage bins. They have the uh, kind of gliding tracking on the side where you can put them into into the storage bin and keep your files there. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, those will be the recommended methods that I can think of right now where your documents won't be folded or get wrinkled. They'll be standing upright. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, and also protected because the storage bin should have a lid and also your, you know, your file cabinets, they, they close up. And, um, you know, your typical hanging files and your manila folders. Um, and a label maker wouldn't hurt if you don't have one. You can, um, you can write handwrite on it or use a, um, a, a sharpie, marker. a sharpie or something. Yeah, sharpie, yeah on mm -hmm. a piece of tape, you know, or something. Or if you want to write directly on the folder, if you plan on disposing of or discarding it, and, you know, getting a new one every time you need to create something new and not reusing that one, then, you know, write directly on the folder. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking if a person is at home now, they don't want to go out, but they want to take advantage of this time, they can just say, all right, I've got these empty cardboard boxes around that I was using or I was packing gifts in for Christmas. I would just start out by just separating out my files into categories and maybe putting them in these boxes until I can go out and get uh, the proper storage bins to more effectively keep my documents. What do you think about that? Um, cardboard boxes are, you know, what we normally use when we, you know, don't go out and buy anything. But I wouldn't recommend it because a realtor advised me that, you know, keeping cardboard boxes, whether it just be in your home or what have you, is not a good thing because it can attract different types of, um, for example, rodents. And I'm not for sure about any type of insects at this time, but I wouldn't recommend keeping cardboard boxes. I would always recommend using, and then you have a bin or maybe like a, you know how you have an inbox, like a metal inbox where mm -hmm. you can put documents and that you need to take action on okay. and have that like readily available so you can look at it and remember, I need to do these things. Well, it sounds like, you know, what you said there is, hey, if you do have those plastic bins or metal bins, now might be a good time to get rid of those cardboard boxes, uh, yes. to declutter those as well. So, yeah. you know, it just depends on what level you are in this process. If you've never decluttered before, you got to start where you are and, and, and do what you can to start the process of being uh, less cluttered, right? So, so, so let's say that we've moved from our home office or our 
our our important room where we keep all our important documents and now we're moving to other things what is the next room that's the most cluttered in a person's home well here in houston texas it's the garage Mm, okay. um, because we tend to store items in our garages because I, my, I'm a, my assumption is that because we don't have storage space in the home and we don't have basements, the garage, because it's most most cluttered. And therefore, you start there and you start purging from there. And then you can start, you can begin going to your house to go to, let's say, maybe your closet, your your main master bedroom closet. There's items or things in there that you want to hold on to or any, anything, because you know, we, we keep a myriad of things in our closets you can go ahead and put that in a container and then you have space for it now in the garage so you want to always clear the place where you plan to storage things first mm -hmm. uh, store things first so i would say you want to start with the garage now but when you run into a problem where you're basically sweeping things from one rug to another i mean you're moving stuff from the house to the garage from the garage to the house should you have some type of strategy or method to your madness of how you're going to decide what to actually get rid of and what to actually just shift to a different storage place? Oh, yes, because anything that we take from one portion of the house to the garage has already been determined that we're going to keep this and we're going to either use this or we're going to wear this or we're going to give it away or either I will take it away. I'll take it to a donation facility or to, to like a, a Goodwill. Well, let me back up. I'll take it to a shelter or have a shelter come and pick it up first. And my last resort would be the Goodwill because the Goodwill resells things that I do understand that. But I prefer to, um, and, you know, clients prefer to give it to someone that, that doesn't have to pay for it, that really needs it. So we'll go to, we'll have those items um, taken to a shelter or either to a donation center. But no, we don't um, move from one space to another because that's pretty, I guess, redundant would be the word to use. Right, right. And we're not, we're wait, I'm wasting my clients' time and um, their money because um, if we're going to touch it, as I learned from you, the one touch rule, we're going to make a decision on it right then and there. Either we're going to keep it or we're going to give it away. And if at that point we can't just take it to my car, we'll put it in their garage. Or for example, if it's maybe set for example, we're in their bedroom, master bedroom closet, and perhaps they have dishes there that they planned on using because we haven't touched the kitchen yet. We may go ahead and just place those in the garage momentarily because mm -hmm. we want to get the kitchen together and we don't want to overload the kitchen before we get to it. Okay. So what's, so is there a process that you usually use in terms of segmented, uh, putting segments of zones in the house? Like, okay, kitchen, garage, bathroom, bedroom. I mean, do you have a, a strategy for that? What do, you, what do you do first and what do you do last? Well, no, I typically leave it up to the client other than you know we want to definitely start with what the place where you're going to store items if you if you must if you must store items then definitely you want to start with that place first and then it would be according to priority for the client if they for example one of my clients last year they were receiving guests so it was let's get the these closets together in the guest rooms and it was okay let's get this pantry together let's get this storage they had a shed in the back let's get these things together this, these are my priorities and their office so it, that kind of depends on the client, what's their priority based on what's coming up next in their lives. If they don't have any priority and they leave it up to me, then I'm going to always start with the hidden areas, the closets. Because if you go into the closets first and clear them out, anything that's in that room, existing room that needs to go in that closet, it now has space to go into the closet. Mm -hmm. Well, I did my closet about uh, a month ago, and I was amazed at how much stuff I gave away. <laughs> I wow. had about four big bags and boxes boxes of clothes I did not wear anymore, shoes I did not wear anymore, 
that I was able to take to the Goodwill. So uh, it was good in terms of uh, cleansing out the closet and cleansing out my soul because I think I was helping someone else. Uh-huh. But 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 what I think now is I woke up this morning thinking about this particular podcast. I realized that as we buy a lot of stuff to store because of this emergency, our pantries are becoming very cluttered. And I thought, wow, I don't think I've ever really organized this pantry. How do you go about doing that? Oh, well, as far as your pantry, I would start, I start with the top shelf first. I take things out one by one and I'm looking at dates because if it's expired and it's, or it says best of use by, you want to go, for me, I go ahead and discard it. Some people choose to keep it and they say, okay, it still might be good, but you want to start by taking items out one at a time and checking the dates and either discarding them or wipe it, I will wipe them down and put them back in that, in, in your pantry. And there's no particular order as far as if you want to put your canned goods here, your coffee here, this there, rice here, there. It's up to you how you use it. And then not being, you know, sarcastic in any way, but also it's um, based on your height. What can you reach? What's what's right there for you to grab? What's easier for you? Like if you you use coffee every day, you don't want to put that on the top shelf where you possibly have to get a, a stool to step up and get that every day. You want to have it right at eye level or, you know, where you can reach it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I recommend attacking that pantry. Okay, so taking everything out first and then totally cleaning the pantry, wiping it down, sanitizing it, because it's probably it probably has never been cleaned since you moved into the house. I mean, how many people actually clean out the pantry? You don't even mop the floor in the pantry in most cases. So take everything out of the pantry first, then clean it, then put it back in in an organized manner. Is that what you're saying? No, not take everything out because that would be that could become overwhelming. I, I mean, like literally touching one piece at a time. So you go to that top shelf, whatever in your top shelf right now. If it's say rice aroni, you look at the bottom, see what the ex- expiration date is. If it was last year, throw it away. If it's this year, then that I'm sorry, I did kind of misspeak. You can put that on the counter because you need to wipe wipe down. Like you're saying, yes, you do want to wipe down that shelf. So you want to do one shelf at a time, but picking out one item at a time. Mm-hmm. And if I say, for example, if it's not in an organized fashion, then some items will be left like on your island or on your counter until you get to that shelf where you can put, for example, all, all your canned goods. But anything for like, so when you go to the top shelf, anything that's to remain on the top shelf, you can kind of put it on the counter. Once it's all wiped down, put it back in there. If I don't know if, if did I make that clear? Well, I, 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 you did, but I was just saying pull everything out at once and you're saying go with a chef at a time so you don't get overwhelmed because i imagine if you take everything out then you have it all in the middle of your kitchen floor and that can be quite quite overwhelming i'm sure so you're saying instead of doing it that way just go chef by chef take the stuff off the chef clean the chef then put it back on the chef in an organized manner is that what you're saying yes and as you remove it you put like items together and, okay. and but your method is not, you know, there's no wrong way to do it. I just didn't want to, you know, I don't want anyone to overwhelm themselves. But if you do take them all out at once, still, I would say put like items with like items in certain spaces. So, therefore, when you are ready to put it back in, it's going to be easy to find. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I'm sorry, easy to place, replace. And the other thing that um, I find to be very annoying and a good place to use your time now is junk drawers in the kitchen (laughs) or these cabinets that have a whole bunch of reusable containers and lids that don't fit no more and all that stuff how do we handle that okay well let's see let's go to the kitchen junk drawers i think it is necessary to have a kitchen junk drawer i think it's necessary to have just one to where you can kind of just have your freedom and just kind of feel as though you can throw anything in there that can fit because I think it's necessary because 
it's not as easy for everyone to keep everything organized and tidy. So, and I think it's necessary. And it's almost like a treasure chest because when you're looking for something or not even looking for something, you're, you're in that drawer. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had this or here, this is here. Oh, we can use this. You know, to me, it's, I think it's necessary to have a kitchen junk drawer just, just for your little freedom right there. Okay. Um, and you were saying as far as lids for your Tupperware and things like that, I would, I would match them up. And if there's no food in the refrigerator that has foil on it and this lid doesn't go with that, or if you can't find yeah, the bottom for it, then definitely I would discard the lid. Um, mm -hmm. I would also, if, if you like to keep things really nice and neat and tidy and matching, I would I would discard the um, the bottom of the container as well, the bowl itself. And, and those things I wouldn't just throw away. I would give those things to the Goodwill because you never know. Some people can use them. Okay. Okay. Now, the other area is a little bit more complicated, I, I, I think. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the refrigerator. Uh, we're buying a lot of stuff now. We're shoving it in the refrigerator, trying to make it fit. How can we best organize the space in our refrigerators? Oh, did I stump you? I, I, it seems like I stumped you. <laughs> yeah, because to me, the refrigerator, there's not a whole lot of space in a refrigerator. Right. Um, Especially these uh, counter-deaf uh, refrigerators. They're just not that big. So is it a situation where you have to decide what is what needs to be refrigerated and what does not? And things that you didn't eat all the way, you just kind of put in there because I think I'm going to eat it later. Going in and making decisions of what just doesn't need to be in there. Things you're just not going to eat. Things you just need to throw away. The whole premise of this discussion is to just make a decision now on what you need, what you want, what is uh, already overused or has been used or no longer has a place in your place. I mean, how do you make those decisions effectively and consistently? What is something that needs to be discarded and what is something that needs to be saved? I would say once a week, go into your refrigerator and look at, well, not necessarily that you have to look at prepackaged items, but food that you've cooked already and you've had in there. I would say once a week, kind of clear it out. Once every, once every three days, you want to kind of see what's in there that's already been cooked and possibly eat it because I'm not a huge, um, well, actually due to this entire situation that the world is experiencing right now, I've cut back on wasting and being wasteful because if I would see, for example, brown lettuce, not necessarily with the slime on it, but brown lettuce, it's like, okay, I'm tossing that. This week I ate it because I rinsed it off and I'm like, it tastes fine. It's just browning, you know, it's, it's okay to eat. So I'm not big on wasting food. So I would say every three days, um, check that food out and go ahead and eat it. Don't cook anything new, although you may desire it, you may want it. Due to the times we're in right now, I'm gonna say, if it's edible, eat it, because mm -hmm. we don't know what's to come and not to be you know, gloomy or anything, but this may be a lesson for us to learn. Let's eat what we have, let's not waste food just because we can get more food. Right, that's good. And, and what and what about, uh, in, in, in closing, I know that you have things to do because you're out saving the world one closet <laughs> at a time. <laughs> But let's speak a little bit about repurposing and how that might help us declutter our space and our minds. Well, repurposing is a great tool to use instead of going out to purchase something else. Um, let's see, what have I done for a client? Um, I'm trying to think of something that we may have repurposed. Shoe boxes. Is that, is that something that can be repurposed or not? It can, but then again, it's the cardboard. It's like I just wouldn't recommend anyone holding on to cardboard. So you recommend taking your shoes out of the box and discarding the boxes? Yes. I so do. that means you have to have a, sh a shoe tree because stacking shoes is not is not easy. Well, shoe trees are great to have also. Um, you're, you're meaning the shoe trees that you put inside your shoes. Oh, no, oh. maybe you hang behind the door and you shove them in the little pockets. 
or little shoe trees you can just set your shoes on they fit inside of the shoe and they it helps you organize the shoes you know what i'm talking about yes, mm -hmm. yes. I, okay mr marshall because i'm moving more and more and more toward minimalism um, okay and I, but i can't expect everyone to do this i don't think it's actually necessary to have that many shoes to where you would need the hanging bag or things oh, like that's a whole different <laughs> podcast huh <laughs> <laughs> Do you have too much stuff? <laughs> yeah, that is a great, another great podcast to have, and I would hope that you would have me on that one um, mm. <laughs> as well. But so, but but because you do, and we do have things, you know, such as more than probably what we actually need, but because we want certain things, we have them. Um, I, well, my recommendation is if you have a certain area for where your shoes are to go, if you if you don't have enough space for them where they should go, then you need to discard some shoes because. Your house was kind of designed to um, fit what you have. Like you don't, I forgot what I said too, and I had a, a post for it um, regarding the space that you have. Um, so you don't outgrow your space. But anyhow, if you have a designated area for issues, which is normally the bottom of the closet, and then you can't fit them all in there, then I think you should start making decisions. Well, maybe I don't need this many shoes because we shouldn't be using something that's not designated for shoes to put our shoes just because we have that many, you know, a lot of, a lot of shoes. Gotcha. So then you definitely guess the whole idea of using the second bedroom as a closet. <laughs> I would say I'm definitely not in support of saying you should do that, but if you have those closets and it's just you um, and you want to use them for that, then fine. Cause I've done that for clients. Like one of my clients has a workout closet. No, I mean, of, use the whole um, bedroom. <laughs> That's, oh, a oh, that's a bit extreme, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. But, to me, that's, that's yeah. And getting and getting back to that repurposing. What about hangers? You know, we find ourselves with a bunch of hangers with nothing on them. Can we repurpose them, or should we just toss them out? Uh, well, I'm for uh, tossing them out because the um, Goodwill they don't accept hangers. Shocking, it's very shocking to me. Or find a place that does accept hangers, and that's something that I'm going to put on my to do. I would discard them because you don't, you no longer need them, which is a great thing because that that's telling me that you've probably purged some clothes if you have a lot of loose hangers. You know, I'm hoping that's what it, that's an indication of. Uh, and I, I, I'm totally like, I would, I would say not to, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of uh, wire hangers. I'm a fan of wooden hangers because it's like natural material and, or if you want to use the plastic hangers, but I would say, um, I know I'm kind of going a, a different direction, but I would say have your hangers all the same color or in the same color. Oh, scheme. yeah. You're getting really into the weeds okay. now. Okay. But, but that's good. That, but that's, that's advanced organization right there. <laughs> okay. And what, you, did I answer your question regarding repurposing and hangers? I don't feel like yeah. I did. Well, well I, I guess what I want from you is what is the number one thing that a person could repurpose now in your mind? Uh, you, you don't have anything else to do. You say, okay, what can I tackle to reorganize and repurpose in my home? What is the the easiest and most effective thing a person can do today to make their space better? Oh, I purge. Um, you know, I would say go into a closet. That's where that's where I would say start. And um, and I don't know about because I'm, I'm trying to I'm stumped on the repurposing thing because nothing is coming to mind that you can actually repurpose at this time. Unfortunately, nothing is coming to mind or tackle that closet that you just throw things into tackle it, go into it, start organizing and and have yourself in, in, in every closet. Have like a basket there where when something is too small or no longer being used, fold it nice and neatly, put it in that basket when that basket gets full and we're able to move about our lives like we're normally like we normally do take it on out to someplace a, a donation center 
and give it to someone that can use it. So I would say tackle that closet. The clothes that you haven't worn or that are too small, it's like, think about life right now. Is it really that important to hold on to it? No, it's not because you're not wearing it. You, you can't, it's too small and you haven't worn it. So let's go ahead and give it to someone that will, you know, possibly could use it. And, and same, you know, blankets, pillows, anything that you're not, you know, using at this time, I would say, or I'm sorry, haven't used in a while and you don't think you're going to use it or it's too small. Let's go ahead and just donate it at this time because our mindsets are in a different place right now. We're totally in a different place. So let, let's, let's try to minimize and just hold on to the things that we actually need. Excellent. Well, listen, Crystal, this was awesome those are very good pearls of wisdom that you kicked to us and i appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us today oh you're greatly welcome and mr marshall thank you so much for having me all right and you be safe okay you as well thank you bye well there you have it now go get it done and until next time keep building wealth peace You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. No, you can't. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to save. Your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. I teach you how to save. Rule number one: if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.